This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Grimar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Grimar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome to the show. What a night in St. Louis. What a night in Columbia. And what a show we have in front of you today. A lot going on. The voice of the Tigers, Mike Kelly, is going to be with us in just about eight minutes at 10.15 to discuss last night's win. Mizzou beats Florida. Last night, I was at the Museal Awards here in St. Louis at Stiefel Theater. We'll wrap the show with the Lifetime Achievement Award winner. That would be Bill Bradley, the former U.S. Senator, Basketball Hall of Famer, the great New York Knick, world champion, Crystal City native here in the St. Louis area. He received the Stan Musial Lifetime Achievement Award for Sportsmanship. Also, a Stan Musial Award for sportsmanship went to Adam Wainwright last night. He was in attendance at Stiefel Theater. It was a great night. really was. Music Awards are very special. Uh, one of the great things that we do here in St. Louis. It's going to air on CBS Christmas Eve. I assure you, you will be thoroughly entertained. They're going to be adjacent to the NFL on CBS. They're going to get some huge ratings. They got huge ratings last year. It outdrew the Heisman Trophy. Now, this Musial Award ceremony is something else. So it was really good last night. Any of you who are in attendance know what I'm talking about. And there were a lot of dignitaries there. I mean, everybody was there from the mayor uh, to the chief of police, fire chief. Uh, of course, talking about Tashara Jones, uh, Robert Tracy, Dennis Jankerson. Um, but, you know, big celebrities all over the place. Al Roker is part of the entertainment group that puts it on. He was there last night. Uh, big names in business and, and entertainment from St. Louis all across the board, athletes. It was fun. It was really a good time. So congratulations to all involved. We'll wrap the show on that we'll be with Bill Bradley. We also have a big event this week in Guns and Hoses at Enterprise Center. I'll be doing the telecast again this year on Fox 2 with Chris Pronger and Jesse Finney, Jasmine Huda. Also part of that crew, she does a wonderful job. Uh, we're going to have uh, Nikki Glazer uh, in the house for that one. Uh, and um, the fighters, the police officers and firefighters go at it, and it's all to benefit backstoppers. But, man, the fights are entertaining. So I'll be calling play-by-play of that, and we're going to have a good time with that. It's sold out. It is sold out at Enterprise Center. You might know somebody that can get you a ticket. Otherwise, there will be a lot of beer consumed that night. I mean a lot. Uh, not by me. I've got to, maybe afterwards, uh, but, uh, I've got to do the telecast, but I'm told that is the most beer consumed at enterprise center all year. 
Budweiser guns and hoses every year. That is the most beer that they sell in the building. <laughs> so Steve Holly, the executive director, will be with us at 11.15 to talk about that. Uh, big day for SLU women's soccer. After Mike Kelly, we'll hear from Katie Shields, the women's soccer coach at St. Louis University. She has a big game here in two hours. That uh, is SLU and Penn State in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. First time the Billikens have ever been there. And I'm telling you what, they have made some serious noise. They've beaten Indiana. They beat Georgetown. Now they have Penn State in its own field, so on its own field, so it should be interesting. But they fear no one. I mean, they've been amazing. They've been on this incredible unbeaten streak, win streak. They just had a goal scored on them. Before that, they had outscored their opponents 38 to nothing on this streak. That's incredible. So Katie Shields with us at 1030. 1045, things are not going so well for the St. Louis Blues. After they smoked a couple of opponents, uh, they have been brought back to earth. And it's kind of how the season has gone. It's been a Jekyll and Hyde type team. And the season's been a roller coaster for sure. They've dropped back-to-back games now to San Jose, not a good team, and the L.A. Kings yesterday. And, you know, sizable margins in both of those losses. So Craig Berube, chief, is going to be with us at 1045. It's an early call for him, but I, I know he's up and at him. Uh, he'll be ready to go get his team on the ice ten, uh, tonight against Anaheim. So we'll see what he has to say about this team. I don't think he's that overly concerned, but I'll bet you he is concerned about inconsistency. He wants, all coaches want, a better ship uh, sailing than this one. Uh, this is They've been going through some rough waters here. So we'll talk to him at 1045. 11.05 NFL picks will go against the spread as we always do. Try to give you a little guideline to make your day a little more entertaining and hopefully profitable. 11.15 Steve Holly. 11.30 John Mosellock. John Mosellock every week comes through. Unless he's traveling, he comes through for us. He'll be with us at 11.30 live. And, yes, I will ask him about Andrew Kisner, about Juan Yepes, about Dakota Hudson, about Jake Woodford, and about Aaron Nola. I'm just kidding. I can't ask him about Aaron Nola. He was not going to answer the Aaron Nola question. He won't do a discussion about free agents. But, of course, we all are curious what the market looks like. I feel like it's in the Cardinals' favor here. You know, they don't need position players, and there aren't a lot of position players out there. They need pitchers, and there are a lot of pitchers out there. But the Cardinals are going to have to spend to do it, and a lot of teams can't afford. Some can't, but a lot of teams can and will throw down some money. So the Cardinals are going to have to do something a little uncomfortable here, and they're going to have to get rid of players, and they've done that now with four. They non-tendered four players that I just mentioned, and we'll ask John about that at 1130 today and more, whatever else we can get into with him in his allotted time. And then at 1145, Hall of Famer Bill Bradley, as I mentioned, uh, he was last night honored at the Musial Awards, and we will discuss the senator, the Hall of Famer, the author, former X reporter. Not a lot of people know that. Bill Bradley worked here. Uh, he told me so last night as well. He reminded me of that and actually wanted me to see if I could find some of his work. <laughs> He's awesome. I like him. So you'll hear him at the end of the show here today. We're here from 10 to 12. I think that's a pretty big guest list. So get ready, pour a cup of coffee. When we come back, Mike Kelly, he's a happy man. The voice of the Tigers called a great game last night. We will have him next on KMOX. 
It's a good time to be a Missouri Tiger. I'll tell you that. Welcome back to the show. Sports on a Sunday morning is sponsored by Gray Bar, and it is hosted by me, and it used to be hosted by this fine gentleman. He is one of the greatest play-by-play men in the sport, both football and basketball. He is the voice of the Missouri Tigers and a great friend. Mike Kelly is back with us on KMOX. Good morning, Mike. Tom, how are you? Thank you for the kind words as always. Absolutely. You are the best, man. I was uh, at the Musical Awards last night. I was waiting for my car. I'm sitting there with my daughter in valet. I'm with our good friend Kyle McClellan. And Kyle and I are watching (laughs) on his phone the last drive for Mizzou. And they're in their own territory, and it looks rough. And on a third and 17, they can't come through. And he gets in his car, and I get in my car, and we scramble, Audrey and I do, to get you on the radio. And there you go with Luther Burden on one of the great plays in Mizzou uh, in some time. And then the drive and eventually the field goal. What a day, what a night for the University of Missouri as they beat Florida. Well, and you know, I I think of a couple things. First of all, credit Billy Napier and his his Florida team because – you know, what did they have to play for other than pride? They've lost three consecutive games. They're, they're still hoping to get to a bowl game. One more opportunity remaining. They've, they've got Florida State next week. Ironically, both of those teams will be without their starting quarterbacks. As, uh, Graham Mertz is out with a collarbone, and, and, and Jordan Travis suffered just a horrific leg injury. But it's a credit Florida. But, you know, to, to win games like that, there are certain things that have to happen. Um, you know, obviously you have to execute down the stretch, and Missouri certainly did that in the final one minute, one minute and 36 seconds. But then the other thing is you need a little help, right, Tom? And um, Missouri got that. I mean, Trevor Etienne steps out of bounds at the 18-yard line uh, to allow Missouri to preserve a timeout. Um, you know, they get the field goal, but then, you know, Brady Cook in the offense, you know, they go into the two minutes, something that they – you know, they, they rep constantly. Um, uh, ironically, they didn't rep two minutes this week, as I, as I was told after the game. Uh, but they knew what to do. And on the fourth and 17, um, you know, Florida made the mistake of leaving the middle of the field open and, and, and leaving the best receiver in the Southeastern Conference open in, in Luther Burden. And uh, he made a big play. And then after Missouri clocks it, able to find Makai Miller just a little bit closer um, and then on, on comes Mevis for the for the game winner. So uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it's been a week, Tom. <laughs> you know, uh, in Minnesota on Thursday night, down twenty with eleven twenty minutes, eleven eleven twenty. How ironic is this? Down twenty with eleven twenty to play. Yes, and uh, outscore uh, outscore Minnesota thirty one nine down the stretch to take your only lead with nine point nine seconds to play. It's uh, it's been a charmed week for, for, for Mike Kelly and the Tigers. That's awesome. Tomorrow's 11-20, actually. Looking forward to that. Um, I, I So the, I want to go back to basketball, actually, for just a second. Because I feel like, and you've been with this program a long time, that we sometimes, when it comes to Missouri, wait for that other shoe to drop. We wait for what's going to happen to them. And things are turning. I want to focus on the coaches and the way that they, I feel like bring a very positive reinforcement to both programs. Could you discuss first Dennis Gates in that way? And then we'll transition to Eli Drinkwitz. Dennis Gates is one of the most uh, remarkable, uh, poised, uh, wise beyond his years, genuine uh, people that, that, that I've ever met in my life. And um, 
you know, to understand um, just the buttons, not only the buttons to push, but the way to just motivate and, and, and yet calm his team, um, you know, throughout the course of the game is just, it's just amazing. I mean, you watch him on the sideline and, and, and rarely does his demeanor change, but it doesn't mean that he's not passionately involved in what's going on and, and, and constantly encouraging um, his players. And, and, you know, the way that he handled the Caleb grill, <clears throat> excuse me, situation Thursday night in Minnesota after Caleb had received two technical fouls and was disqualified from the game. And, you know, Dennis Gates, um, you know, first of all, put his hand on his face, then eventually transitioned his right hand to to the left shoulder of Caleb Grill, kind of reminded you of Mike Maddox, the way that he treats pitchers when he goes out to the mound. And literally after the dialogue that they had, Caleb Grill reaches out and embraces his head coach in a hug before leaving the court before leaving the court. It was uh it was just a really a remarkable thing to watch. And then with Eli, um, Eli has been, how do I say it, so much more, um, I think, comfortable in his role um, because he relinquished the play-calling duties and brought in a, 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 a talented young offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. It's allowed him now to focus on being the CEO of the program, overseeing not only all aspects of the program, but also, you know, obviously managing a lot of different things from day to day um, and, and I think is just settled into the role and um, is quite comfortable. I said this to somebody earlier in the season when there were some question marks early on and Missouri wasn't really clicking on all cylinders. And, and they said, how long will, you know, will is Eli Drinkwitz on the hot seat? I know. I said, no, he'll be at the head. He will be the head coach of Missouri for as long as he wants to be the head coach of Missouri. This is his best team. And uh, they're proving it on the field each and every week. Yeah, I think it's well said, and he does have a good staff, and that's a mark of a good CEO. Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, is with us talking about Eli Drinkwitz, Dennis Gates, these Mizzou programs. What a week they had. Missouri wins 33-31. They stomped Tennessee the week before that. Tennessee looked good in the first 11 seconds against Georgia, and then Georgia ran them over yesterday. 38 to 10, but those are, that doesn't diminish the Missouri win whatsoever. I mean, that is a tremendous win that they had firing on all cylinders against Tennessee. And then they beat Florida. Now ahead one more at Arkansas. You know, I, I think that I, I, I love post-game interviews right in the heat of the moment. You get the true sense of a person. And after that Tennessee game, when Jenny Dell interviewed Brady Cook, the look on his face, the genuine look of, I love my teammates, and by the way, I shouldn't be the one being interviewed right now. You should interview Cody Schrader and that offensive line. What a job they did. It was so genuine, Mike, that my appreciation for Brady Cook went over the top. I think he is just a terrific person, young man, and quarterback. Well, and I agree, and excuse me, you look at Brady and you look at Cody, and you know Missouri likes to use the phrase true sons. Um, you know, and, and, and to me, the definition of the true son is a, as a Missouri kid that, that all they wanted to do was, was, was to be a part of, of an athletic program at the university of Missouri and in both Cody Schrader and, and Brady cook, they're the, I think the ultimate definition of true son. I mean, Brady cook, there's pictures of him as a young kid 
standing during Tiger Walk watching the football team make its way to the locker room. Cody Schrader talks about, you know, growing up as a Missouri fan and, 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 and believing in his talents and knowing that he could play at the Division One level. And, and, and what a... I mean, what a masterful story. Just uh, the legend of Cody Schrader will continue to grow, but a kid that bet on himself and, you know, now with another 148 yards last night is sixth in Mizzou history in terms of the single season rushing list. And, you know, Brady Cook goes over 3,000 yards passing and over 6,000 uh, 6, in his career. And, you know, you look at Luther Burden and Luther Burden over 1,000 yards receiving. And so, uh, this season. So it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's a collection of kids, Tom, that, um, you know, believed in, 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 in the opportunity, believed in the opportunity to, 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 to leave Mizzou in a better place than, than where they found it. Um, and they've, they've, they've come and collectively, uh, you know, have put Missouri on the verge of something that could be pretty special over, over the New Year's holiday. Without question, uh, it's such a good defense, everything about it. I I really love watching Burden. I mean, he's going to play on Sundays. He it, Often he is the best player on the field when Missouri walks into a stadium. Uh, I want to, though, also remember this era as the Harrison Mevis era because yeah. of what he's yeah. done for this team coming through so many times. Um, the thicker kicker at and or money Mavis as Eli now refers to him as. But I, how do you describe him? You've been around this team a while and around Harrison Mavis. Tell us about the kicker, the person. Well, I call him Sir Thickness because I think he's royalty. <laughs> um, he uh, he's a unique young man. I mean, just just a just an incredible kid. Um, big smile on his face, funny, you know, quirky like kickers are quirky, um, but but loves the fact that the university of Missouri gave him an opportunity. Um, and he's had that, that chance to, you know, continue to, to write his name, uh, into the record books, not only in Mizzou lore, but, but in the sec. And I mean, you know, he's, he's now, you know, third in the all-time scoring list in the Southeastern Conference. And so for a kid from Warsaw, Indiana, that's that's a pretty good deal. But he's just I, I, he's just genuine, you know, just a genuinely funny, um, you know, young man that, uh, that appreciates the opportunity that he has. You have a big game today at 5 o'clock again, and I say big because every time you take the air, uh, it's a... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Big deal with Chris Gervino. You guys have been busy, no doubt about it, as, as well as you know everybody else involved in both football and basketball across the board, but Mizzou has a game today at five. And then the, do you, do you catch a break here, Mike? I mean, are you going to, you've had a lot uh, going play, on. Uh, yeah, we play, uh, let me see. We play Wednesday at five and then Wednesday again is against South Carolina state. Then uh, Thanksgiving day, we fly to Arkansas, play the game on Friday afternoon at three o'clock and then come back for an 11 a.m. tip off on Saturday morning. So, uh, that's the November crossover time. And, uh, you know, you just, uh, you look at the calendar, and, and I will say this, uh, the month of November, while it's not my favorite month of the year, it flies by. I'm sure it does. Are, are they They're in line for a very nice bowl, aren't they, in New Year's Six, if they beat Arkansas? Uh, yeah, a lot's going to depend on where they are in the rankings when the college football playoff rankings come out. Uh, on Tuesday evening, Missouri was number nine this past week, you know, does a close performance against a – Against a Florida team that's now five and six in the season, does a close game impact you? Um, be interesting to see where Louisville is after their close win over Miami. So, um, you know, I, I would think Missouri would be nine or ten in that poll. Um, and then if you were, you know, in that top ten, then then you're you're virtually guaranteed of a of a New Year's Six opportunity. Perhaps the the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, or are you know some have even speculated as the you know maybe perhaps the Fiesta Bowl, but First things first, uh, Arkansas on senior day in Fayetteville, a team that, uh, you know, desperately wants to beat Missouri, a team that, you know, if you look at their numbers from a defensive standpoint, they've, uh, you know, they, they, they play behind the line of scrimmage. They've got a number of sacks and, um, you know, they're getting healthy at running back with, with, with Rocket Sanders and KJ Jefferson's a force at quarterback, a kid that's 6'3 and 247 pounds. And so um, Missouri will have its hands full coming up uh, Friday. Um, Infatable. That is true. Absolutely. You got to get them. Mike, appreciate this very much. Thanks for being back on KMOX with me. Great to hear your voice. And uh, again, wonderful job last night and throughout the season. All right, Tom. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend and a uh, tremendous uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, with us on KMOX. It's 1029. When we come back, women's soccer, they are as hot as any team in the country right now. St. Louis University. Coach Katie Shields is with us. Blues coach Craig Berube at 1045 to wrap up the first hour of sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Well, what a scene this is. On Friday at 2 o'clock, they embarked on a journey that they had never been on, a trip to the Sweet 16, and the SLU women's soccer team did it. Six-seeded St. Louis held off a late Georgetown rally, and they defeated the third-seeded Hoyas in State College. Two to one, they advanced their first-ever Sweet 16, and joining us on the line is the head coach of the Billikens, Katie Shields. As you make this move, first of all, congratulations, and wow, what a Big day this is today with a noon central matchup against Penn State. 
Thanks, Tom. Uh, excited to, to be on with you and looking forward to another opportunity to make history today with our women. Absolutely. You beat Georgetown two to one. You beat Indiana two to nothing before that. Any differences in those two games for you? Yeah, I think they're really different games, very different opponents, too. Uh, everyone's good at this point in the season, but they were very different matchups. Uh, the Indiana game, obviously, in front of a home crowd uh, at, at Herman Stadium, where we're very comfortable. We jumped out to a really early lead and then got that second goal uh, in the first half. And we're just really in, in control. Um for the duration of that game, even, even towards the end as Indiana pushed, um, you know, uh, Friday against Georgetown neutral site, uh, not a huge atmosphere, not a lot of people, um, in the stands. It, it was a different game. It was a very different Georgetown's really experienced some really special attacking players, two of the best center defenders in the country. And so we knew it was going to take a special moment from some special players and we had actually hoped to get out to a fast start and it went zero zero at halftime and so it was a little bit of a challenge to the group at half of that it's going to take a bit more um and that we wanted to come out on the front foot and we did it within a minute into the second half so uh but georgetown they were good for their their push at the end um and so just really again happy for our women um but it it was a very different feeling and wasn't it raining at the start of the second half it was. We went in. It was kind of drizzling as we went into the tunnel. And then as we came out or started to come out in the second half, it was a downpour. And I, I turned to them. I said, hey, culture loves this weather. Uh, let, diving headers, let's go. And that's, you know, that's how we actually scored. So I think... I, we don't we don't train we don't have an indoor facility on campus that we train in all winter we train outdoors we are tough we're midwestern and uh i think our women just embrace that weather there is a feeling around this team when i talk to people on campus before you beat georgetown before you beat indiana uh that this team could go deep uh why is that what is the confidence around and i know the numbers i mean this unbeaten streak that you're on right now of 18 games, winning streak of 12, shutting people out left and right. But there seems to be an aura of confidence around this team. What do you think that comes from? I think it's there's so many ingredients. I think, one, uh, the 2022 heartbreak, uh, losing to Memphis in the first round as us being a two seed, it's it fuels some of this run um, because it's a very much virtually the same team in a lot of ways in terms of personnel and staff and um, that we learned a lot of lessons out of that heartbreak. Um, but I, I think this team and that aura you're talking about, we didn't have it in mid-September. We were still searching for it, I, is what kind of we were looking for and who we were, um, moving some personnel around, finding our groove. Um, and I think there's so many factors. One, this team was really tested in non-conference play. Um, you know, we opened up the season at, at one seed BYU and knew right away what we had and or did not have. Um, and so testing us in non-conference on the road was a huge factor. But then I think the experience of our women, um, the quality, you know, the fitness, the, the just work they have put in over the last 12 months since that heartbreak and just we're more sophisticated because of some of those tests we've we've gone through um, over the last three, four years and even this season. You had, as you mentioned, the goals. Uh, and both of them came in the second half. They came from the Hannahs, uh, Hannah Larson and Hannah Sawyer. Hannah Sawyer 
now with double-digit goals, the third person on your team with double-digit goals, you've been able to really get some scoring from a lot of different areas. We have, and I think that makes us harder to prepare for. I think if you initially look at us, you say, okay, stop Emily Gaby, and we've got a chance, but that's just not the case. Um, you know, and I think last night – uh, they said something on the broadcast where Hannah Sawyer averages a shot every 13 minutes and she comes off the bench for us. Uh, and that's that's a wild, uh, just about how dangerous she is. Um, but what's so cool is Emily Gaby created both of those. She was she had the assist, the facilitator, and then Hannah Larson and Hannah Sawyer. I mean, they're just absolutely special moments, speedy players that, that are brave and put their bodies on the line to score those goals. And we had to score two in the first 15 minutes of the second half um, put us very much on the front foot. And actually, Emily Gaby had a chance to make it 3-0, and the goalkeeper made a good save. So I was really happy with how we came out the second half. And to your point, the numbers that really jump out to me, 56 assisted goals this year for St. Louis, produced by 48 different player combos. That actually was a new combo, Sawyer from Gaby and he won the game two to one. So you mentioned neutral site. It will not be the case this time as you're playing Penn State at their field. Uh, what does Penn State bring to the table here as you play this one at noon today at Jeffrey Field? Yeah, it's it's now a third very unique opponent. They're very different from Indiana, from Georgetown. Obviously, Jeffrey Field, uh, you know, we're going into their home. They'll have, they draw really well attendance-wise. It's kind of one of the iconic women's college soccer stadiums and, and programs. Um, but I'm excited. I think our women, we just did, you know, we did some film yesterday uh, preparing. Obviously, we'll do our scout as well. And they got to look in their eye. They're ready for this test. I think uh, Penn State, like I said, is going to pose some different challenges. Also, it's a short turnaround. Uh, very rarely do we play. A fr we never play Friday, Sunday. We usually have more days rest in between games. So it's going to be a test of legs and fitness and a little bit of a chess match because of that uh, that quick turnaround. But um, it's a great opportunity for our women to keep growing the the profile of this program and also to to send out, you know, keep our super seniors playing with us. Exciting moments for Katie Shield and the SLU women's soccer team as they play at noon today against Penn State. Good luck and all the best to you. We'll be watching closely here back in St. Louis, hoping for a celebration for your team. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Tom. Go Bills. Great to have you. Sports on a Sunday morning continues after this with the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube, will be along with us. We're sponsored by Gray Bar back after this. Great to have everybody back with us. Thank you for listening and making this part of your Sunday. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Here from a lot of people that do the very thing. So we thank you very much for being with us. Former Tiger, a former host of this show, Voice of the Tigers, Mike Kelly joined us in the first segment. Katie Shields in segment number two. Right now we're concentrating on the Blues loss to the Kings 5-1 to last night. Not just that, but just the Blues season in general. It has been up and down for sure. Here is Captain Braden Shen after last Last night's loss. Tonight you saw. Yeah, star wasn't good enough, and um, you know I cost the team two goals by careless turnovers, and before we know it, it's three nothing, and uh, you're not going to come uh, back or on most nights with a, you know a team like that that plays stingy defensive, that plays with structure. So that one's on me. Uh, the first one was that just rolling puck, and the first one said Lazat. Uh, when I turned it over. Uh, I just looked at Falker, um, realized he had no stick, and then um, just hesitated and, and turned the puck over and was uh, took it to the net and and, uh, and made a shot on it. So, and then the second one just uh, didn't read the pressure correctly on the power play and 
uh, before I know it, uh, one of their best goal scorers going down uh, on a breakaway. You look at the second and third periods. I mean, you guys clearly did some good things. Is there you know, a thought in your head, like, why isn't that happening in the first period? Sure, yeah, but, um, you know, it's easy to play when you're down, right? It's, uh, you know, you play a little bit more loose or carefree, and, and uh, we, we can't, um, you know, cost ourselves early uh, in this league to, um, you know, come back in games all the time. And, and uh, like I said, we just got to find a way to be better uh, with our starts and, and um, you know, um, you know, find a way to get leads or, or uh, be okay with it being 0 0 after one. Clearly, looking at the, the shifts after allowing a goal, it seems like they've been coming out and there's been kind of successive goals. Is there what do you need to see from, from those shifts to be better? Yeah, uh, that's obviously key. You can't give up multiple goals, right? You can't, uh, you know, like I said, feel sorry for yourself that you're letting them in or, or whatever the case may be. The next line's got to go out there and do the job and, um, you know, get the puck to their end and, um, you know, create some momentum back, right? So, um, you know, it's two games in a row where we're just giving up way too much uh, uh, too soon early on in the game or periods and, and it's costing us. Looks like there was a little chat with Chief there after the game right now. Yeah, what was his message? But that's between us. That's Captain Braden Shen after the game last night, a 5-1 loss to the Kings. You heard him there visiting with the media. We are joined now live by the head coach of the Blues, Craig Berube. He is with us on Sports on a Sunday Morning. Coach, it's great to have you back on the show. First of all, thank you for joining us this early in the morning on the West Coast. If I respect anything in this business, it is coaches. And your ability and time is very valuable to prepare. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you. We'll just keep you for a little bit here. And uh, you heard the comments from Braden Shen. Let me start with the fact that he noted, as did you, the the quick starts for the opponent and not able to gain any momentum. What is behind that and how does that get better? Well, I think, you know, we, we had good intentions last night, the first shift that we take a penalty and then we don't get that kill, and now we're down one nothing. And then we we, we made uh, you know two turnovers uh, that caused the next two goals. One was on the power play. So for me, it's just urgency and execution here early on, and <clears throat> not making those mistakes. You know, we we, we just the last couple of games we've made mistakes early on in our game, and uh, they've gone in our net. So we're we're climbing an uphill battle. Uh, you get scored on on the power play last night, you know, right away. Like, we need to make sure that we have three good shifts in a row here and get back on board and keep the game one nothing for now, you know. Uh, but uh, we're, we're doing, we're not doing a good enough job there. We're chasing the game from down 3 nothing, So it makes it difficult. And uh, you heard the reporter there. You may have heard that exchange with Braden. Uh, noting that the team leadership met with you after the game. He said, you know, that's between us. I, of course, respect that privacy. Just in general, meeting with the captain and uh, those who wear the A, what do you expect out of your leadership in times like these? Well, to set the example on early on in the game, for sure, and how we need to play the game, and, and uh, they got to take ownership of that. That's that's uh, why they wear the C and the A's, and they got to take ownership on that. And they got to be prepared and ready to go, and ready to drive the bus here early on in the games. That's the bottom line. Craig Berube with us on KMOX. We don't have uh, short memories around here. I mean, obviously, there's another side to this, and that is the fact that you have done this damage to opponents this year. I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, you went to Colorado one eight to two. You beat Tampa Bay five to nothing. Before that, you 
smacked uh, Montreal 6-3. to three. When the Blues are at their best, Craig Berube, what do they look like? What is the ideal St. Louis Blues team right now? Puck support, making making uh, smart plays with the puck and getting it deep and going to work. When well, we've done that early on in games, so we've gotten the leads right away from our our directness, our north play, our forecheck play, and just uh, the hounding mentality, not giving teams any time and space out there. In the last couple of games, we haven't done that. You know, our execution's been not good enough early on in the games, and <clears throat> not playing a north game. When you look at this Anaheim team that you're going to play tonight, uh, what do they present as a challenge? Seven o'clock face-off Central Time. Yeah, they're they're a good young team. They're playing they're playing a hard game right now. They're checking well. You know, games are their games have been pretty close for the most part. You know, uh, but defensively they they've been checking well, and um, you know they got some good young talent over there and skill. So, you know, it's important that early on we're, we're managing things and, and we played last night, they didn't. So we've got to be smart. Uh, we've got to make sure that we're not making careless plays to the puck. Uh, that's the most important thing here early on and, and really doing a good job staying above things early on in the game. And, uh, you know, our denials and our checking will be very important tonight. You only took uh, one penalty uh, as I in the second and third period, I should say, um, and killed it. Uh, how are your special teams? And I guess, you know, as always, the focus this season has been on the power play. Is that eventually going to turn, do you think? You've, have you seen some bright spots? Yeah, there's obviously bright spots. There's chances. But, again, it's, you know, last night we, we force a puck into a tough area and if we give up a shorthanded goal. It's things like that that are killing it. But we definitely – the puck needs to move quicker than it is right now, and, and we need to have more people around the net going downhill and, and finding rebounds and things like that. But for me, the power play right now, it's, you know, when, when things aren't going good, you get a little tight, you, um, you don't move the puck as quick as you should, and you don't simplify it enough. And I think if we do that, start simplifying things and, and you know, sticking with the game plan, not, not going – no, not going against it, not trying something different. Just stick with the game plan, but execute and move the puck quick. Um, I think things will change. This power play has been good in the past over the years. Uh, you know, we've always had a pretty good power play here. Um, so I do believe it will get going in the right direction. The Blues are 7-0 and when they score first. We'll see how they come out tonight against Anaheim. Uh, no matter who is in net, Certainly, it feels like you're in a good position, but I do. Last thing for you, uh, Chief, and thank you for doing this, Jordan Bennington and what he means to this franchise and how he has played so far this season. Yeah, no, Benner's been a real good player for us, obviously. He's a huge part of this team. Uh, You know, I think his game's been pretty solid most of the year. Um, You know, I think last night, you know, not as good as it normally has, but for the most part, he's been really solid. Thank you for the time. Best to you tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. Hope to catch up with you real soon. All right. Thanks, man. Talk yeah. to you. Yeah, talk to you. Good to talk to Craig Berube, head coach of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, took a couple of punches last two games against San Jose and L.A. We'll see what they have for Anaheim tonight. If things go as we've been watching this season, they're probably going to come roaring back because it has been a very 
up and down season. Uh, some breaking news just coming in from Major League Baseball. This is according to, I believe he was first with this, MLB Network's John Heyman says that the Phillies and Aaron Nola are coming back together. Uh, Jeff Passan is also in on this story. Uh, he has reported that this agreement is seven years, $172 million. The Phillies have not confirmed the agreement because it is pending a physical. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic has now also just seconds ago confirmed this one. So that's three big hitters right there in John Heyman, Jeff Passan, and Ken Rosenthal. They are all reporting that Aaron Nola is going back to the Phillies. So cross one off your that I was worried about that. Uh, I really was. I, I, I know the Cardinals fans and the Cardinals had interest in Aaron Nola, but everybody has interest in Aaron Nola. And quite honestly, my knee-jerk analysis to this is actually the same as what I thought driving into work today. The Phillies had a lot of pressure on them to get back to the World Series. They obviously needed a starting pitcher if they were going to lose Aaron Nola to free agency. And I felt like they were going to make a very strong play to keep Nola. And that has indeed happened. Of course, I was hoping that perhaps the Cardinals would be able to have a chance at that, but it happened very quickly. I mean, we're here on November 19th. The Phillies were just in the playoffs not long ago. Uh, they have brought back Aaron Nola. We will talk about that much more coming up next hour. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.